Michael Dupree, Variety Hour, on every podcast provider that you've ever heard of, that you ever will hear of, that you could ever possibly want to use as a platform to listen to podcasts on. I'm on it, except for Spotify. I don't know how you get on Spotify podcasts. It's like an exclusive club that I'm not allowed on. It's very, <laughs> fr- it's very frustrating because, like, it's different you from think, music. You think. It is. They have like a podcast section on there now, which is exciting because like, ooh, that seems like a great way to get more people to listen to your podcast. But then you go and it's like you look up how to get my podcast on Spotify and it's like there's no there's no responses. It's like secret. It's very spooky. VIP. I know. It's like uh, there's like I don't know. I feel like you should be inclusive when you want to build a podcast platform. That's what podcasts are all about inclusivity uh what was that you would think you'd think but you know what spotify is represents the elite I guess they're so. the they're the one percent we are the legion i wonder how well i know for music like i go i go through like a digital distributor or whatever and they do it yeah they do that for me well podcasts usually go through rss feeds so it's like usually like i i do mine through squarespace so you can just like bump it out to itunes and everything and it works but not this one not spotify maybe there's like a really easy way to do it and i'm just stupid (laughs) it's probably what it is but i don't know if many people even know that spotify did you know spotify is podcast now yeah see i don't even use spotify though oh well i'm an alien what do you use to listen to music um sometimes i use stranger that i haven't introduced yet yeah sometimes (laughs) true Sometimes I'll use like YouTube because YouTube will just have stuff pop up. I have an iPod though that primarily I an use. An iPod. I use my iPod, and then if people like recommend music to me, I like just get it on my iPod. Wow. Or like I make mix CDs sometimes. Wait, what kind I'm, of like, iPod do you have? Still in 2002. Um, I have one of those like classic iPods. Like the classic iPod or the iPod Classic? Oh. I like it, like the know. original the iPod pod. But I don't have one from like 2000. It's like I had um like I is it like one... the black one with like the steel the silver yes. backs? The iPod Classic. Yeah, that thing was my f- I had I had the biggest one you could get, the 160 gigabyte one. I have 80 gigs, but I mean and I'm not even I'm not using all, you know, all that space or anything, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I filled it up. I was stupid. I didn't even listen to half the music on there, but just having that like I was like just download everything. I've had mine for like ten years. At so at this point, it's a lot. I'm like surprised a, it's still like lasting. Well, I had a backup one because the back fell off the first one, and so I like alternate. But I was able to like fix it. So it's it's kind of weird. So I have like two. They're kind of like time capsules, really, at this point because I've had them for so long. So there's stuff on them that I really would never, probably not listen to. But it's like a but, archive of of your music taste history. Indeed. I wish I knew where my old iPod was, my old iPod Classic, because that had some it had some stuff on there that like. Where would you find it now? Like it, it like it's like it's stuff that from like mixtapes that I got from friends like seven years ago, and it's like I wouldn't know where those CDs are anymore because <laughs> I put I put it straight onto my iPod, so they're just gone forever. It's sad. <laughs> oh, well, but, you gotta 
now you gotta save the iPod. That's kind of for me. It's like an external hard drive at this point. Cause that's true. It's outlived the computer the songs came from. <laughs> I'm I'm really honestly surprised. Does it work just just the yeah, same? Yeah, yeah, like it's fine. fine. Wow, yeah, absolutely fine. It's my iPod started and... to kind of like <laughs> started to like kind of get glitchy, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's around somewhere, but I wouldn't know where it is anymore. I have a refurbished one that I'm using now, as opposed to the ten year old one. Oh, so the and, other one, um, it's it's just like a. Yeah, like a backup. The, the refurbished one is probably maybe more like seven or five or seven years old. So, but I don't know. I I just like I honestly like I teach guitar mm-hmm. um, outside of performing music, and my students are like a variety of ages, but they'll be like thirteen year old kids that'll come in and they always have all this like knowledge about new music, and I'll ask them like, where do you? How do you know this? Like, where do you find this? It's not on the radio. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, my friends just like tweeted to me here, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have. How that. do you learn new music? Well, and that's how Spotify is really good. They got a lot of really good ways of like discovering new music. Yeah, maybe I should get on it. I mean, because I've used Pandora, but I know Pandora is kind of like the Starbucks of music streaming. It's like very <laughs> like, you know, it's but I whatever though, you know. Can I say Starbucks? Can I say? Are you? Is that like a thing? Do you have to be sponsored? By <laughs> no, stuff? yeah, you can say Starbucks, Kellogg's, McDonald's, Burger King, Coca-Cola, Camel cigarettes, <laughs> vitamin water. Yeah. You can also <laughs> don't have to worry about that sign. It's that only applies to shows oh, that for are actually profanity yeah. Words. You can profane as much or as little as you want. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. <laughs> by the way, the Michael Debris Variety Hour is an art showcase and comedy show. If this is your <laughs> first time listening, we feature interesting guests, musicians, poets, artists comic book artists i hope someday uh, maybe <laughs> video game designers and also some weird wacky interesting guests a little bit later we will have mariana jankowski she's a polish supermodel but right now i am joined by carmel carmel yep liberty did i get it yes you did yeah ding, ding, I've, ding. I've been like going over in my head like carmel liberty no. Carmel no. Labardi. And then I finally <laughs> landed us like at the one that I thought was most right. And I was correct. Carmel Liberty is a very Carmel common, Liberty. very common pronunciation. Are That's people, like a like a wrestler name. I've had yeah, <laughs> indeed. I mean, I've had people uh think that I told them Carmela Birdie. Like cuz it flows together. Or like, I don't know, or some people say Lombardi, Lamberti. They put an M in there. It's a thing. You're like, I don't no. Know. For some reason, they. Put, I think because like Lombardi is like a common Italian last name. Or yeah. Something. I don't know, but it's Liberty, so you got it right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I I've been I've been practicing it. I can't say I got that on the first try. It's okay. <laughs> so where? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? What's What's your history? All right. Well, I'll be specific because. I could be like, I could say Detroit area, mm-hmm. but specifically. But we're all in the Detroit area. I lived, I've grown up in a place called Harper Woods, which is like mm-hmm. a, like a little, it's like right between like Gross Point, Detroit, East Point, and like Warrenie. It's like right, in, it's like this it's weird little. It's just like in a mesh, like kind of hodgepodge of cities that people yes. kind of vaguely describe as Detroit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a mile long. Yeah. And, uh. It's kind of like an extension of the east side of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I live like in that. It little used area. to be right. It used to be part of Detroit. I think Harper Woods. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yes, but now it's just its weird own little weird yeah. thing. It's like Hamtramck and East Point and all those. Mm-hmm. They are completely yep. branched off. Yes, but I grew up there, and uh, that's where I spend a lot of time. And. Uh, what else do you want to know? So that's where um, I grew so up. So yeah, you what? grew up. What was it like growing up in Harper Woods? What was it like? Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a good question. I don't think I've had anyone from Harper Woods on the show before. Yeah, what was it like? I mean, it's kind of small towny, mm-hmm. but uh, because you're like next to Detroit, that's funny because to... it's like right in the middle of a big city. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's small towny because it is little, so everybody kind of knows each other. And um, my family was like the weird family. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Because it's a lot of it's it's uh, just like a quiet little town. I mean, there's like lots of families and. Uh, but it's not like a really cosmopolitan area mm-hmm. or anything. It's like super. I'm trying to avoid using like judgmental terminology, but it's like um, I don't know. It's kind of like a suburb, but it just has more of like a kind of backwatery. Yeah, like <laughs> downriver, not... but not without being downriver. Yeah, like it's. I wouldn't say that it's like uh, like garbagey or anything like that. Like it's cute <laughs> like and nice. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh my just god. Kidding. Yeah, I don't want to insult kidding. the downriver population. I I I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> just kidding. Just a lot of friends downriver. They. <laughs> They don't mind. Yeah, no one ever <laughs> asked me about Harper Woods. It's not a question I have to say I've never been asked in an interview before. It's a kind of like, uh, I would say my Harper Woods experience is is unique to me. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a chill place to live. It's like it's near a lot of things. So do, I like. Do you it. still live there? I do still live there. And um, but well, interestingly enough, so like I got into dance and uh i used to take dance cl- dance classes there we go addiction i took <laughs> dance classes in the basement of the library there mm-hmm. when i was little and uh it's like that kind of place you know and i started doing basement like basement of the library That's yes funny. the basement of the library wow and i started doing like musical theater and stuff and my mom and dad were both like pretty into like music and art and things like that so i grew up around that and uh that part was was pretty cool i would say that not everybody harper woods isn't like the most artsy of towns which Mm -hmm. i think is why i would say my family was a little more oddball (laughs) i had like a non-traditional family um and my parents were like pretty like intellectual i would say like poetic people Mm -hmm. so i grew up like around that like listening to like pippin and like nirvana like this weird blend (laughs) of like show tunes and like (laughs) 90s alternative Grunge. rock and like weird stuff um <laughs> so i started like getting into music like really young but it, when i was in high school it wasn't or that's like really when i started writing songs because i i went to a charter school called arts academy in the woods which is mm-hmm. actually in fraser but oh. because it's a charter school you can live anywhere and go there pretty much as long as you can get there and yeah. it's free so oh wow, um, wow really yeah so it's not like a private school it's like it's very odd. So it's like, it's like a private school in the sense that you can be from anywhere and go there. Yeah. But it's like a public school in the sense that the government funds it. Um, but they just fund it in a, differently. Yeah. It's like more like how private school is funded, mm-hmm. sort of. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting little combination. Um, so that's when I started really getting into music. Um, but ironically, I went there for like photography and ceramics because I wanted to do like design. <laughs> like I wanted to like draw or do photography. Um, so you just had your fingers on a lot of different areas of art. Yes. Like you're just like, yes. there's all sorts of stuff I want to do. Exactly. But like on a whim, I kind of like ended up just joining the guitar program because I'd been writing songs sort of, but mm-hmm. it was just like, Like I don't you were know. just like writing lyrics? Yes. And because I didn't was, have like, any writing. like sort of instrument experience or anything before that? I played guitar a little. Mm-hmm. I tried, uh, I took lessons for like about a month and then I kind of stopped and I was just like kind of fiddling around by myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to high school and I started taking guitar class, I just like really loved it and I kept doing it and I had some background in piano. So I kind of got back into playing piano in high school, but I didn't read sheet music. It was just kind of like by ear, Yeah. but I just started writing and all the teachers were really supportive and uh, I had just kind of like a platform to like explore that. So 
Uh, if I didn't go there and I went to Harper Woods schools, I don't really know how different it would have been. I'm not uh, really sure. You wouldn't but, have had that kind of like supportive system as far as like school goes. Yeah, probably. like I don't know how that would have gone because I wouldn't have guitar class. Like uh, yeah. most schools don't offer that. No, so I don't <laughs> definitely know. not. Yes, I have no idea really how it would have gone for me. But that's really when it kind of expanded. So is that like when you started really taking music seriously or is that or are you still just kind of like trying to find where you were as like an artist? Probably a little of both because I don't think like I definitely didn't have like a business plan or anything. Like when I started, I I didn't I just really liked to do it. Mm -hmm. And my guitar teacher was like, you should record an album. And I was like, because oh, wow. I had like an, I had the songs ready. I'd written a lot of songs, and he was like, "I can record them like for you, like no problem." Do they have a recording studio at the school. And uh, no, well, later on they <clears> did. <throat> like when I so like the first album came out when I was sixteen. Oh wow! And I like sold it out of my locker at school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like gave them to people <laughs> in school, but I didn't record at the school till like my senior year. We had like a band practice room where my teacher let me record with another student like in the practice rooms and i did one it was an album called daddy shoes it came out like mm-hmm. right before i graduated high school and i wrote i recorded one of the songs at my house and the rest in school and they were kind of like it was kind of like a patchwork recording like i used a bunch of different guitars and different people recorded them it was kind of like a hodgepodge situation but if i wasn't at that particular school i don't know that i would have had the like what do you should we say equipment i guess to make that happen Mm -hmm. so but who knows like i think about that all the time like if i hadn't gone to that school like how would i have discovered this part of my life and i'm sure i would have but it would have taken longer i think right uh but but who's to say so i still do dabble in the visual arts and i do design work and stuff outside of music Mm -hmm. but i just ended up incorporating both instead of like one or the other yeah so all sorts of different ways to express yourself yeah so how would you describe your current musical style uh that's a good question i don't know exactly like do you feel like your style has changed a lot since you started a little bit i Mm -hmm. mean when i when i first started i was more comfortable with piano Mm -hmm. i would say i had more piano songs whereas now like this i'm coming out with a new album on november 3rd and this album has no piano songs. No. Oh. So I would say over time, it's, there is a ukulele song, though. But I'd say over time, it, it became less, like, piano-based. Mm-hmm. I think it's still somewhat theatrical. I think it started out pretty theatery mm-hmm. and then kind of distilled a little. It's not as theatery much like Theatery in, like, in what way? More dramatic. I wrote a lot. Of, I have a lot of character songs. Mm-hmm where I write from, like, a perspective of, of someone that isn't me. But, I mean, any, like, any character you create is sort of, like, you in a way. Mm-hmm. It's just not exactly to a T. So I feel like it was a little more like that when I first started. The songs were more dramatic, whereas now they're a little more subtle mm-hmm. and quirky. I guess it always has been quirky, but <laughs> <laughs> but it just it's more subdued, I would say, in the respect of high drama do you uh so like when when listening to your music like you're i feel like there's a lot more emphasis on like uh the way you emphasize the lyrics and stuff like that like there's a lot of like that's a way i feel like i can see like what you mean by theatrical in that sense where it's like 
it, it almost feels like kind of like a monologue or like a conversation or something like that. Um, do you, f- so like, I wonder like, cause like if it, when listening to it on like, uh, like a record or uh, like, like on like listening to it or watching you perform it in your videos, like, is it like, I feel like, cause it, it seems so natural each time you do it. So, so do you kind of like change up the songs whenever you perform them? Like in the way that they're, enunciated or, or interpreted each time a little bit i think certain songs are more like in a mode permanently mm-hmm. but every time i do them i allow sort of the moment to affect yeah. it like if i'm in a certain mood like sometimes i use my hands when yeah. i play it more like i'll like hand gestures i mean while playing the guitar that's kind of hard but sometimes yeah. there'll be a moment where i can interject it or maybe I'd move around more or I'll speak apart instead of sing apart. So they mm-hmm. can be a little different, but there's most songs I've been playing for a long time. I do them a certain way. It just mm-hmm. depends how on my mood, I guess. Yeah. But. Um, so like, have you, so you've been performing uh, as part, like just yourself for, uh, since you started, have you ever performed with the full band or like considered performing with the full band? Or? Yes. I've definitely considered that. I think that it's a little more complicated to arrange a band when you have the songs already written. Yeah. Because uh, it's not as... Collaborative. Yes. It's a totally different thing because if you have people that you grow up with or people that you tend to play music with and you decide to collectively make songs together, mm-hmm. everybody kind of has the same amount of vest- invested. Whereas if I'm like, hey, I have like seven years of material that I'd like to try to bring you into. It's like, it's not theirs. And yeah. so it's not as, but I have worked with people. Um, My friend, Mike, uh, he's in a couple of bands. One of them, CBJ, Matt Wicks and Flying Circus. There's yeah. some local bands. Uh, he is a drummer and I've worked with him a little. I've worked with Phil Warren. He's in Detroit Party Marching Band and Amino Acids. Oh, he's, he's I've been wanting coolest. to try like figure out a way to have them on the show, but they're so <gasps> like, how would I do it? I could help. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, I, 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 I like, how would I like, how would I best like, because they're so like, you got to see them, you know, like you got to be part of it, you know, like, so it's like trying to think of the best way to kind of like portray that on a podcast. For, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, continue. no, they're wonderful. Yeah. So I've, I've worked with uh, with Mike and Phil, my friend Gwen. I brought her on my last tour. She's a bassist. Gwen, uh, Gwen McPhee. McPhee. I mm-hmm. love her. She's in Five Pounds Now. I love her. She's like, she kind of, actually, she's done a lot of different work uh, for a lot of different people. She's very talented. And I've worked with her. I like having bass on the music a lot, especially that she can play uh, the upright bass or stand-up bass. Is she on the new album? Um, She's not. And that was originally, Gwen. I wanted her to be on a couple songs but it just like timing wise like the you know i wasn't able to get other people on the album i would i would like to incorporate other people in the next round yeah of songs but i definitely like this time it's always it's a timing issue when you're trying to get something done and you have to work with other people's schedule and a lot of times it's it's easier to just uh keep it simple but i definitely did want to have her on it and live she and Mike and Phil will all be at the CD release show on November 3rd. They're going to do a couple songs with me, mm. even though they're not on the album. They're just kind of be there for intrigue and like to add to the fun of the whole event. Nice. And so I have worked with them. And uh, just sometimes I'll just jam open when I play shows. Like if there's other people that are around that know the song, sometimes that kind of ends up happening. Uh, my friend Nina has played on some songs before, like Tambourine or whatever. So it's just kind of like a 
whatever happens kind of thing. But in general, yeah, I play solo, but it's mostly just because that's easier to arrange. Yeah. So what is this first song that you're going to be performing called? I was going to, well, I, I am going to, I should say. <laughs> I was going to maybe switch it up a little bit, but I'm going to stick to the plan, I think. Stick to the plan. All right, so what's this one called? This is one of the songs off the new album. Mm-hmm. It's called Not for Consumption. Not for Consumption, and it's, I assume the song's about not consuming things. In a way, <laughs> not being consumed, I suppose. Okay. Not wanting to be consumed. All right. Which wouldn't be literal, of course. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten No either. one wants to be consumed literally. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely more metaphoric. <laughs> but, so yeah, it's called Not for Consumption. And we can discuss after. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a tomb. You're on the outside or fully consumed. Mother Nature got me feeling doomed. Wish that I could return to the womb. I miscalculated horribly. And now my own voice is boring me. Pretty soon you'll start ignoring me. And that's fine. Cause I'm here in the now. Don't know why and I don't know how. Turn me on. Flip the switch and get out. Oh, tell me why do I lie to myself? Trying to believe that you're somebody else, but you're not, and you'll never change. You say it's a weakness to feel any sweetness. Well, it must suck to be you. I'm not sorry, I'm through. I know it may sound alarming, but you're no Prince Charming. You're a lot of things, but disarming isn't one of them. You emphasize the painful, the obvious. We both know that there's never gonna be an us, and I wish we could just shut up about it. I'm here in the now Don't know why and I don't know how Turn me on, flip the switch and get out Oh, tell me why do I lie to myself Trying to believe that you're somebody else But you're not any old never change it's a weakness to feel any sweetness well it must suck to be you i'm not sorry i'm through it's not my job to fix you to hold you or to miss you i don't have to love or kiss you because i don't want to be alone you make me feel small insignificant but you say you'd never think of it you're a sycophant i want nothing to do with you Still you think you're outsmarting me, sitting disregarding me. Well, talk is cheap, but the market's free, and I've already let you go. 
Cause I'm here in the now. I don't know why, and I don't know how. Turn me on, flip the switch, and get out. Oh, tell me why. Do I lie to myself? Trying to believe that you're somebody else, but you're not, and you'll never change. It's a weakness to feel any sweetness Well, it must suck to be you I'm not sorry I'm through Oh, I, Yeah, fresh. <laughs> Very fresh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, was that song written about me? <laughs> <laughs> like. Totally. <laughs> Great. Well, right before I got here, I was. Yeah, like, okay. I, gotta, I, gotta <laughs> I was like, I got to write a song about him before I get. So, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, what kind of mood were you in when you wrote that one? I was so <laughs> angry. And like, well, so I started writing it. Um, in the car on the way home from someone's house. Mm -hmm. And it originally, I guess, started as like a criticism of myself and like that feeling of like being an oversharer or like an undersharer and like how you just feel like an idiot either way. Like, and like just that frustration of the balance when you're trying to get close to someone, like how much is too much, how much is not enough or whatever. And that frustration, I started writing it then. And I got home and I kind of figured out some chords, but I didn't finish it. And then I was, I got really mad at someone that I had feelings for at the time, but it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so after I wrote this song, I was so angry. My friend came over for band practice and I was like, dude, I wrote this new song, check it out. And he was like, whoa, like, okay, that's really intense. Like, cause I was very upset at the time, but then later and I was going to, the whole story of it is just kind of funny because afterward I talked to the person that I was inspired by and I just felt like a huge jerk because I was like, I just wrote this whole angry song and I was like, totally not. I totally, but, but <laughs> it's still relevant to me because there are feelings that I have felt and feelings that anybody could really yeah. feel just like when you're just tired of being treated a certain way and like, you know, that you should be out of it, but you're just not out of it. Yeah. And you just end up in this kind of weird cycle. And then eventually you do get pushed to a point where you're like, okay, I'm like over this now. But uh, there's definitely a certain amount of denial that goes into that at initially. And uh, I don't know. You can just get totally consumed by people. And sometimes it's a waste of your time. <laughs> so what kind of things like are you do you find and draw inspiration from like every aspect of your life or mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. like what kind of like what kind of like what is, it inspires you to like just sit down and like start writing something? It depends. Usually it just happens in the heat of the moment when I'm feeling really passionate about something. Like I have some political songs. Mm -hmm. I have some songs about like religion and various, I guess you'd say the minorities of emotions, like the emotions that are under addressed like i think that a lot of songs are about love 
or which some of mine are definitely about that or about heartbreak either one and uh or they're basic emotions but mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of my songs are about more of the hard to reach feelings that are kind of complicated and the songs don't even necessarily uncomplicate them it's just <laughs> like that uh i don't know for me a lot of my emotions i find are like multifaceted or I, I tend to like globalize my feelings I mm-hmm. notice in songs like instead of just being like oh like this happened to me and it's between me and this person I'll like expand it to like well what happens to other people and like I like I'm like what does this mean about society and people in general and then I like expand mm-hmm. the concept and uh, much to I'm sure certain people I'm close to's uh, dismay because it, it's like emotions are already complicated then when you start trying to <laughs> connect it to like the world of yeah. galaxies and but i guess like that's kind of what the songs do probably for anybody really i think any person who writes songs or creates something creative creates something creative well good choice of words <laughs> creates something um that you're kind of taking your feelings and relieving yourself of them by making them into something that other people can enjoy too so that mm-hmm. you're including others in your feelings and in turn, it like lightens the load for you a little bit because you're kind of communicating with other people. Like, I felt this, and you can kind of tell by how they react if they also felt that way. And when someone else can, I guess, confirm it for you, you both kind of bond over the feeling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I don't know, I guess. So it's not like, personal. It's, it's your reaction to an emotion. Yeah, and I would say it is, it can be very, like, some of the songs are super personal. Well, I mean, not, like, not, uh, by that I mean, like, it's not like you're trying to attack anybody. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I think that a lot of times, there sometimes are certain people that inspire songs, but I know. It's not, like, made out of, like, a vendetta or something. Yeah, no. And I think when I wrote that song that, in a way, for a moment, it almost kind of was. And then, but I think if I'm writing a song about something, or I'm inspired to sit down and write, usually it isn't just one thing. It's like it comes from many areas. So the song could be about many people. But I try to make it more about the feeling and less about the person. Mm -hmm. But this new album, not really as much. I think the new album, there's definitely more things where I'm like addressing a person, uh, which is unusual for me. But it was just kind of where I was at. I think that the songs took a turn to be more personal more about like my individual feelings and less less global or less um expanded i guess Mm -hmm. so you get more of a sense of maybe what's going on inside of my head and the the point would definitely still be to connect with other people like because otherwise it's just kind of like like melodramatic you know i feel like anytime i i put myself on stage and sing about something i'm hoping that somebody else will feel less alone because of something I said about how I feel. Because I know that, like, everybody has feelings and there's no emotion that's unique to... I mean, I guess everybody experiences them uniquely, but everyone's felt alone or felt angry or happy or whatever. Everybody has felt the same things at some point in some way. Yeah. So even though I'm singing about myself, it's intended to make other people feel understood or, or... better about their life awesome 
I so, would hope. <laughs> when is the so this album's coming out November third? Yes. Um, do you you have a name for it that you can tell me? Yes. Yo. It's called Insomnia Slumber Party. Insomnia Slumber Party. <laughs> so yeah. not as much slumber going on. <laughs> <It's> no. <laughs> so uh, is there a reason for that name? Well, there's a song by the same name on the album, mm-hmm. and I guess I felt like that song really captured a lot of the themes of the album Mm -hmm. like which i suppose would be vulnerability or loneliness frustration but then there's also this element i guess of fun or whimsy like there are some songs on the album that are kind of fun and lighthearted, but then there's some that are really dark and come from a really sad place Mm -hmm. i guess for me personally but there's this weird combination of those two things. So I felt like Insomnia Slumber Party captured that because there's this insomnia, which is definitely not a positive connotation. but Not usually. <laughs> um, then there's a slumber party, which obviously is more fun. Yeah. But they really directly conflict. Yeah. And I guess that's how I feel. <laughs> is there's like these two things that directly conflict within me and within the tracks. But at the same time, they kind of are in the same realm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I felt like it, it suited it to call it that. And that, I guess, the irony of that, too. And Insomnia's Lower Party is like, you can't sleep. But that's the whole point. Yeah. And so that feeling of, you know, isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it ironic? It's a, um, so you also have a music video dropping for this upcoming record? That was the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay. I would like to. <laughs> Uh, there will be some footage. I'm going to be on the Milo show in Milo October. Show. Mm. And maybe it might be a secret. I don't think it is, though. But So I won't say the day, just, <laughs> just in case it's a secret. But I will be there, and there should be video footage and stuff. So there will be, and there are two videos out of Not For Consumption and a song called Genuine Creep uh, that are on the album. There are videos out for that. And they're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But they're not like fancy music videos. They're just live videos. And there may be more releases. I was planning to do at least one other one before the release happens. But um, the, re- the release will be at Corner Bar Hamtramck or Hamtramck Corner Bar. I forget. But it's in Hamtramck. <laughs> it's on Joseph Campo, uh, near kind of near Kniff. Cool. It's a newer spot. I mean, it's been there for a while, but it's newer being Corner Bar. On November 3rd. Is that yes. a, that's a Monday? Uh, nope, no. it's a Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday. Saturday. It's a Friday. Friday? It's a Friday. <laughs> Why don't I know? Yeah, November, but, yeah it's a Friday. Because uh, Halloween's on a Tuesday. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you're on it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Nina and the Buffalo Riders are doing an acoustic set. Uh, this dude, Banjo Electric, is going to open Banjo Electric. Show. I like the sound of that. Yes, he plays electric banjo and he uses a loop. Mm. And he plays, he does this amazing cover of Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. But he mixes it with this Turkish song. And he makes this, like, Turkish dance fusion-like version of Sexy Back on the banjo. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. It's insane. So he's opening the show. He's he's just wonderful. And Nina's playing. And then Jane of Arrow and the Traders are going to play, which is super cool. I don't know if you know the band. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jane Navarro is in this band called the Suicide Machines that were bigger in Detroit. Uh, or are bigger, I guess. There's, you know. It's not like they're done. <laughs> yeah, they're over. But it's a newer band. Um, 
my friend Eric's in the band. They're they're super cool guys. It's kind of like, I guess like ska punk, but I don't know if I'd call it ska exactly. They're probably gonna hear this and be like, "Wow, okay, like, <laughs> screw Carmel." But yeah, but they're they're just they're a rad band. We can call them a punk band to be generic about it. But um, but they're super fun and talented, and I think that everybody's gonna bring the vibes, and that it's gonna be great. Heck yeah! And that's November third at the Corner Bar in Hamtramck, CD yeah. release show. That's in like, you have, you have time to plan, guys. It's two <laughs> months away. Come on. All right. So what is this next song called? All right. So I was going to do a song called One Too Many, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking I'll just stick to it. I was going to do a, this song called Love That Kills, which is like I wrote from the perspective of a serial killer, mm-hmm. and I'm getting nods in the studio room right now. Like, <laughs> I should do it. I'll do that. I'll switch to that because we were talking about the character songs. Mm-hmm. We were talking about comedy. There's definitely more dark comedy. Uh, sometimes people don't laugh at all <laughs> when I play it, but... Uh, so, in this song, I'm a serial killer. All right. And this is Love That Kills. Yes. It's yeah. on my second album. Cool. I am a serial killer, bone chiller, psycho thriller, distiller, no filler. I swear I never meant to kill her if I can't have her no one can I'll still hold her hand though she can't hold it back give her a blanket so she won't feel the draft turn on the lights so she won't get scared she has no pulse but I still care It may seem sick, it may be ill I kill what I love, I love what I kill Seems all my heroes wind up dead I wanna die, but I kill them instead My mom never loved my dad The closest thing I've ever had To a companion was my pet cat And I turned her into a hat. Oh, that's when the killing began. I know that you won't understand. I pray I will stop, but I can't. It may seem sick, it may be ill. I kill what I love, I love what I kill. Seems all my heroes wind up dead. I wanna die, but I kill them instead. Though I hardly think that they would boast, I've loved all of my victims the most, and I will forever sleep with their goals. I like poetry and fresh baked bread. I'm kinda like you, but I'm sick in the head. I wake up in the morning and I make my bed. Live for today, that's what my grandmother said. 
It may seem sick, it may be ill. I kill what I love, I love what I kill. Seems all my heroes wind up dead. I wanna die, but I kill them instead. I told you this story to make you aware that murder is murder no matter how much you care. Oh, if you love something, set it free. The love that kills isn't meant to be. Yeah. My headphones totally fell off. I was like <laughs> feeling them fell. They were they were afraid of the lyrical content of your song. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show, Carmel. We are going to take a brief break. And are you going to help us interview our next guest? Why not? Her name is Mariana Jankowski. She's a Polish supermodel. We will see what she's all about after this. Be right back. Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. I'm very excited for Halloween. I I I know it's like whatever. I'm just I just love, I love I love October. I love the spookiness. I love how, I love sweater weather. You know, it's it's always nice. It's a cliche at this point, but I don't really care. I love it. I, I love it. It's my favorite. I love uh, it. It's funny because like when you're a kid, like you don't uh, you don't feel like. You know, I don't want to go back to school, but now that I go to work every every day or every weekday, it's like there's no worry. Fall's just the best. Fall's the best. So we are back. <laughs> this is the Michael the Pre Variety <laughs> Hour. I am. Before we get to our next guest, I want to let everyone know that this Friday, that today is September 11th, and this Friday, September the 15th, there is a show opening in Planet. Ant and Hamtramck called Amazing Dave. I co-wrote it with a bunch of great people. Uh, Tony Augusti, Andy Maziars, Jacqueline Cherry, Jason Patterson, Sarah Wilder, and Sean Handlin. And uh, I'll be performing in it. And it's a lot of fun. It's about a cult leader uh, that he tries, he convinces, or he's a con man who convinces people that the end of the world's coming. So... Go see it. It is acting as the pilot episode of a series that will begin on uh, being staged live in October at Ant Hall in Antramic on Thursday nights. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing Dave. Go check it out this Friday and Saturday and the following three weekends. I'm here with Carmel Liberty. Hello. I said it again. You I said, said it right. right again. Uh, I every time I say it, it doesn't sound like I'm saying it right. Oh, no, it's exactly Carmel Liberty. That kind of name. Carmel Liberty. Carmel, Carmel Liberty. Liberty. Exactly. Mm hmm. There we go. And I am also joined by Mariana Jankowski, otherwise known as Marushka. She huh. is a Polish supermodel. Hello, Michał. Uh, hello, Carmel. Good hello. to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me here. So, uh, Marushka, mm -hmm. that's what you prefer to go as? Marushka, yes. Mm -hmm. So, you are a Polish supermodel. Um, so, tell me tell me what that's like. What's it like being a uh, Polish I've never met a Polish supermodel before. Uh, it's... Uh, honestly, it's it's terrible. It's uh, terrible. It is. Uh, it's 
the, the, you get so much attention, uh, false friends. Mm. It's it's it can be sometimes just it, it most of the time is very uh, over overwhelming. Really? Yes. Wow, so you, so how long have you been a Polish supermodel? I mean, just uh, a super, I can just say supermodel. Uh, <laughs> uh, since sixteen. Uh, and uh, that only happened since you were 16 since I was 16 and how old are you now yes uh, I'm 25 okay uh, and it's it's uh, it, it happened because uh, I actually um, uh, are you familiar with the uh, Hans Christian Andersen uh, story uh, the ugly duckling yes mm-hmm. that is uh, that is pretty much my story oh you started out really ugly extremely ugly for most of your life extremely ugly I was very ugly baby they <laughs> they I, I honestly and it is not being self self critical uh i was a uh, uh i had it is as a cross eye mm-hmm. uh, when i was uh two years old i i tripped and i fell on my nose <laughs> my nose was uh crooked and uh, my face was uh asymmetrical mm-hmm. uh, because of the trip or just not just on its own out. yeah okay and that's why uh, uh someone one time somebody said that i look like i should be in in a dali painting salvador dali Do oh, you know? yeah. oh wow yeah. your face yes. looked like it was like melting and like yes. surreal and uh wow then when that's, I w- that's incredible because you don't you're not hideous at all well, anymore something happened uh <laughs> when i was 16 Ah, I, li- I, li- I grew up in uh, Ursus. It is a suburb of Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw. Uh, it in was Poland. In Poland, mm-hmm. yeah. It is uh, on a small farm uh, in su- suburb. Uh, and um, we had some far- farm animals. Uh, one day my, my cousin, uh, Margaret, was uh, over and we were playing a catch, catch, just throw mm-hmm. ball. Throw ball. One, two, throw yes, ball. catch. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and catch ball. And yes, that's just, that's how we play in Poland too. <laughs> and uh, she threw ball to me. I did not catch, and uh, it it landed by um, uh, the oh show uh, donkey donkey. Mm-hmm. And that's I how we say it in America. Oh, donkey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, in Polish, in Polish, it's oh show. Oh show. Uh, okay. Uh, mm. So I I lean over to pick it up, uh, and the uh, donkey kicked me in the face. <laughs> You're already hideous face well oh. so so well right so it was bad it was bad face don't <laughs> donkey kick me in the face mm-hmm. uh i went to hospital uh, i was also uh, very short while i was in hospital uh there was in bandages uh and i was in hospital for six months um and then when they took bandages off it uh, my face then all of a sudden was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I had perfect proportions, uh, perfect. My crooked, broken nose was perfect nose. My uh, I was all of a sudden sym- symmetrical. And while I was in hospital for those six months, I also went through a huge growth spurt. Oh, and uh, at sixteen, interesting. Yes, I was. I was. Uh, I was. I was average or short, but five five, and I grew seven inches. Wow! In yeah, in six tall. months, it was very painful. I'm six feet. I'm six foot now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm beautiful swan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, uh, did okay. So when the 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 donkey kicked you in the, the head mm-hmm. did they have to do reconstructive surgery on your face or did the donkey 
kick your features into alignment. <laughs> he kicked everything into place. Wow. That's amazing. So they didn't do any sort of plastic surgery or reconstructive surgery or anything. No. That's the horse just like like just sinked your face into into place. Everything fell into the perfect place. Yes. That's a, that's I mean incredible. I've never heard, I, I, you would have think you would think that it would have gotten worse. I, I I suppose I'm I'm probably I I think about that day often I and probably if I was normal or attractive or even some semi attractive maybe it would <laughs> it would have screwed up your look <laughs> but it didn't that's well I mean it fixed you that's a, that, it's yes, like well, that Coldplay song I I mean that horse's that that donkey's <laughs> hoof was like the Coldplay song fix you oh I've never heard them yeah you never heard of Coldplay before no they don't have Coldplay in, in Poland no interesting. We had Cold War, <laughs> but no Cold Play. Okay. Um, so, it's but a trade, trade-off. Yeah, exactly. You know. So you so you got kicked in the head by a donkey, mm-hmm. um, and then immediately, because you said you started supermodeling when you were well, then, uh, 16. Yes, uh, because there was a reporter was at the hospital, and they were just tracking my, my story. Uh, then they took a picture of me. I ended up in the local gazette. Uh, and then the uh, modeling agency came to me. And at first I thought, wow, I loved the attention. Uh, yeah. It was... it Because you didn't normally get a whole lot of attention No, before, not I at imagine. all. No, I had no friends at school. Uh, I would just come home and I would work on my puzzles. Uh, and... What kind of puzzles? Jigsaw? Jigsaw puzzles? Jigsaw. 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 We say jigsaw in America. Oh, okay. Oh, jigsaw. Okay. Mm -hmm. In Poland, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, The jigsaw puzzles. Uh, So, but, so, and then, uh, but then when I was uh, beautiful, everybody now is talking to me. The modeling agency came, uh, signed me. uh, Just, uh, they just came into the hospital while you were still there? Yes. Wow. That's a little... It, they they move quick over there. They must have Poland. had a lot of faith in me. Yeah, and how uh, did they hear about you? Well, the Gazette. The news. They, yeah. oh, they, uh, they were. They must have picked up the local Gazette. Mm-hmm. So then they saw a picture of you like that. That woman who just got kicked in the head by a donkey and is still recovering. She's perfect <laughs> for yes. her modeling agency. Well, be- well they they said uh, the how photogenic uh, I became, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had, they signed me on the spot. Wow! Did you were you inter- were you like yeah? This sounds great. Well, of course. I I mean the 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 notion of being beautiful and it, it was it was very appealing to me at at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you said that you don't like it anymore. When no. did it start to go downhill? Because like was it was it good at first? Yeah, at first it was very nice. It was uh, a lot of like I said, a lot of attention, a lot of admirers. Uh, everybody, you know, the I was in uh, the the fashion advertisement, and it was it just it felt nice. I you felt had a lot of you did a lot of skincare products too. I did. I did skincare. Mm-hmm. I did. I just I just got back from uh, Fashion Week in Milan, mm-hmm. uh, runway. Uh, oh, see, see, they can. Word Myers. Yes, that that's what I'm talking about. Everybody, it's I. I don't ever have a moment, you know, to myself of privacy. I have stalkers. I have. Uh, Jeez. It's it's uh it's it's debilitating. I have. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't want to complain, but it's 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 not at all. It's chalked up to be. So, uh, when would you say it started kind of going downhill? Uh, 
probably when I had to get uh, the uh, restraining order against uh, uh, Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> what? <laughs> you had to get a restraining order against P Diddy. Oh yeah, P Diddy. I guess he Puff is Daddy. now. Yes, uh, but uh, on the on the paperwork, it's Sean Combs. That's what it was on the on the, on the restraining order. <laughs> But yes, yes. Well, I have I have several restraining orders against uh, celebrities. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, <laughs> George Lopez. <laughs> what did George Lopez do? Uh, I was once at his. He did a stand-up concert in uh, Warsaw, and I was there. And then, uh, when he looked at me, he stopped talking. And then, in the middle of his set, he came over to the table. <laughs> In the middle of a set. Yes, and then the the uh, and then after that he he did not go on the rest of his tour, but he kept on trying to pursue me. Uh, I was not interested, uh, and so uh, yeah, uh, so it you know causes caused him to to uh, tank uh, his career. That's really why he is not so popular anymore. Yeah, wow, I didn't realize that. Mm, I decided because it wasn't that funny. Uh, no, it's because of me. I have a question. Yes, mm-hmm. Carmel. So you started when you were 16, and now mm-hmm. you're 25. Mm-hmm. Now, they say in the modeling agency that there's like a certain mark where a woman is considered too old to mm-hmm. model. Do you feel pressure to look young as you get older? That is another, that is another part of the, uh, the problem. My, uh, as a result of the kick, uh, my pituitary gland uh, <laughs> was uh, disabled. <laughs> And uh, I cannot age. <laughs> That's very fortunate for you in this industry. It is, I'm very telling you, convenient. it is a curse. Does the dog you get a, get a chunk of your paychecks for all of the <laughs> assistance that he's provided in your career? No, I do, n- I, uh, <laughs> I do not like... Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I, the, the donkey... I, I hate donkeys. I hate horses. Um, what happened I, to the donkey that kicked you? Uh, well, it died of old age. Oh, oh. Uh, that's ironic. Yeah, isn't it ironic? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the but yeah, I actually I, I now I cannot I, I hate horses, donkeys. Uh, I actually uh, I and I actually uh, I I antagonize them uh, now. Anytime I run into a horse or donkey, because uh, I was one time. Uh, you know the uh, Tom Hanks movie Big. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he, the Zoltar, he, you know the he he went his age went weird when he uh, <laughs> met the Zoltar and the, then yeah the uh, vending like fortune like the fortune, the fortune yeah like, automated, like gypsies like, like yes. we have gypsies yeah. Uh, so he and then he wanted to go find the Zoltar. So what I figured is, anytime now I see donkey or horse, I try to uh, engage them. <laughs> And I, I uh, argue with them uh, in hopes that they'll kick me. <laughs> and make you ugly again? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, I was just actually, uh, I just, I was, last time I was in Poland, I got arrested um, because um, I got into an argument uh, with a, uh, and I ended up punching a police horse in the face. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so it, I guess it was, uh, you know, the, it, if you punch the horse, it's like being you're punching the actual officer. The horse is an officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I went to jail. The horse is an officer? Yes, it's considered an officer. Wow. Yes, as it <laughs> now turns I want to 
Now I want like a police procedural starring just horses. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't watch it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you didn't get kicked in the face by the horse. No. No. Not yet. You know, there's other ways to like damage your face that don't involve include uh, a horse. But if it's not a kick from a donkey or a horse, who's to say what would happen? That's right. true. I know it's something probably either even better. Because like you don't want it to just you just don't want it you don't want to just have like a messed up face. You want to have the same face you had before. Right. I want to go back to the way it was. Mm, yes. Okay. Well, the horse that that, that kicked you is dead. Oh, I know. It sounds like you're doomed. Doomed to a like, life of beauty. It seems like this causes you a lot of pain. <laughs> It is. It it is so. It is psychologically very difficult. How do you deal with the, that? Uh, well, I actually m- uh, my uh, psycholog- uh, psych- psychiatrist uh, put me on the medication, um, and uh, the so I, I am on medication, um, and I was uh, given a, a, a special parking pass. Uh, that is like allows me to uh, 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 park close to buildings. What buildings? Uh, any. Any <laughs> uh, that would allow me to get in and oh, get out. You, like a handicap yes. parking spot. <laughs> yes. Why? Because of my beauty. Oh. It is so difficult for me. You're handicapped by your beauty. I am truly. Uh, so the uh, b- and also because it is a, they 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 figured it was safe for the public at, at large because when I uh, the more I am out in public the more of a big deal it is uh, and uh, the c- crowd forms traffic jams uh, to this date twenty three accidents uh, have been caused by your face by my face <laughs> what are you how two fatalities. Wow. Uh, People would just gawk at you yeah. as they drive by? Yeah, I would be on sidewalk uh, walking and then they, they would be looking at me and not wait where they are going and then there would be collision. It's horrible. Americans yeah. are yeah. very yeah. dramatic. Uh, yeah. yeah, that Lots is. Oh, I, I do feel I feel that was, That's in America, yeah? Uh, it, it, all over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are so dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> this is in superficial, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Carmel, do you have any more questions for our, our, our lovely guest? What is the best and the worst part of what you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, the best part is uh, uh, the, the travel. Uh, every country that I go to, I buy a, a new jigsaw puzzle. Oh. In. Uh, so you're still doing the puzzles? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, I um That is that is my that is my favorite thing to do still to be alone and to work on my jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. So um. Oh, and uh, the, the other part. the worst the other part, part, yeah. Uh, the worst the part. The one worst thing. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, all the uh, false false friends. False uh, friends. Yeah. What, what do you mean by false friends? Uh, the uh, 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 if, if just people like sp- any specific examples uh you can't ask her to call them out well no yeah you, you, if you don't that, feel comfortable yeah. answering that that's that's fine uh, but maybe yeah she wants to uh i mean what do you have to lose uh, that's that's true because <laughs> my you know my hopes uh my hope in coming here is to bring attention uh to you know people who are uh 
cursed with uh, <laughs> beauty uh, and to feel better for them, to feel bad for them, <laughs> and to, you know, maybe give them a little extra slack. And find a horse maybe for, for uh, Marushka. Yes. Maybe kick her in the oh, head. Oh, that would be dream come true. <laughs> so if, uh, say, you are unable to find a horse mm-hmm. to kick you in the head to to change you back mm-hmm. uh what is the are you going to just continue modeling or are you going to try do you have different plans for your future uh uh i mean i'm going to do this until uh I, I, hopefully though maybe with the jigsaw puzzles something could come out uh i am uh, every every year i complete in a <coughs> yearly uh, jigsaw puzzle uh, competition mm-hmm. uh, held by uh, the World uh, Jigsaw Puzzle uh, Federation. Uh, I have not won- uh, I have not ev- I have not placed, uh, even though I have high uh, jigsaw piece per per uh, per hour. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, jigsaw piece. Jigsaw pu- puzzle per jigs- hour. Jigsaw puzzle piece per hour uh, rate. I didn't even know they measured that. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, know. Yeah. I didn't know there were competitions oh, for, yeah. for jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- yeah there is. They had like there street, is. like uh-huh. state fairs or something like that. Uh, well, it is. It is. Uh, it is in uh, Brussels, Belgium, uh, every year. Oh. Uh, that is. But you first have to uh, win your r- r- regional competition, uh, and then you go to the state, and then you go to the national, and then you go to the world. Uh, I would love to do that. Uh, and maybe then to um, be a professional uh, jigsaw puzzle putter together. Or How much <laughs> longer do you think you'll be able to do modeling? I'm, uh, probably for the rest of my life because of this, the pituitary gland issue. You have no choice to, but to continue to model uh, until I come up with something better. You just you could be a model. You could be a jigsaw puzzler. That Dedicate is what your life. I'm trying. My 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 my. Uh, jigsaw puzzle piece per hour rate is uh, it's improving. What is it right now? Uh, 663. Jeez. So yeah. you place a jigsaw puzzle piece, 663 p- jigsaw puzzle pieces per hour. Yes. That's, I don't know how you haven't placed. That's amazing. That's all. The the winner of the world title is, That's, he's, oh, he, he does uh, 11, uh, 1121. Per it's hour, crazy, yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's crazy. What is that? What is that per per minute? I don't know. I'm on metric system. <laughs> <laughs> Marushka, do you have any questions for Carmel? Uh, well, I want to say that I, I, the music you were playing is uh, beautiful, uh, and I, I was, I was very much appreciating it. And um, I mean, I suppose uh, if you want uh, for your next music video, I would I would <laughs> do for free because you are so nice. I would do that for you. Oh, thank That's, you so much. It's not really a yes. question. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, I know. Okay, I have question. Uh, is it easy to play music? Maybe not I can be musician. First. Okay. And then it usually gets easier as you go. The more you do it, the easier it is. Huh. So, but it depends. I think that everybody would answer that differently. But it's not that okay. bad once mm-hmm. you once you get into the mode of it. It's not that bad. You make it look very very easy, and it uh, honestly mm. is very beautiful. Well, thank you, mm-hmm. Marushka. Do you yes. have any questions for me? Um, 
Well, I just I want to thank you very much for uh, bringing me on and allowing me to talk about my, uh, you know, uh, public service announcement about people who are very, very beautiful. But you know what You're I mean. You're welcome. You are welcome. Yeah. I am. I, you, I you did are not a handsome devil. You must <sighs> know what I mean. Uh, well, you know, I, I do have a lot of people st- like stopping me on the streets, telling me how beautiful I am. Oh, but, right. You know, it's, it is. But it's not. It's I don't think it's worst. quite as bad as you have it. Ugh. And I didn't have anything kick me in the head to get this way. So. Man, you are still young. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the same age as you. Oh, okay. Well, oh, gosh. Let's hope then. <laughs> Let's hope that I get kicked in the head. Well, more, more so I hope I do, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. I guess, uh, no, I hope you don't get kicked in the head. Me too. Well, I mean, you you got to not avoid horses and, and donkeys if you want to get kicked in the oh, head. Oh, no. I, 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 I try to encounter them even more. Oh, okay. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So... We are going to wrap up the show now. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Thank Carmel, you. so uh, where can people find you on the internet and beyond? Okay. If you, I have Instagram and Facebook primarily. Mm-hmm. I have a website as well. But if you look up Carmel Liberty. And I don't know if they'll be able to see the spelling or anything if they're re- listening to this. They will. It's it's the title so of the you'll episode. Spell, okay. So, Carmel Liberty. If you Google my name, you'll be able to find all this stuff. It's all under my name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the website has updates in a more organized way than, like, you'd find them on Facebook or mm-hmm. something. So, it's, like, more clean cut if you just go to the website. But I am on social media and YouTube and Spotify and Bandcamp. And, Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. and iTunes, too. But, I mean, like, whatever. you If you Google it, it'll all come up. Make sure you guys keep an eye open for Carmel's album coming out November 3rd, Insomniac. Insomnia. Insomnia Slumber Party. Party. <laughs> yes. Insomniatic Slumber Party was what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> and you can find me in any fashion magazine on any newsstand anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> you are the yes. cover on all of them. Yes. And uh, make sure you guys come out to the opening night for Amazing Dave this Friday or go for Saturday. And I'll the following weekends, yeah, one of them will be there. I've uh, I've heard of Planet Ant in Poland. We know about it <laughs> in Poland. Yes, really, I didn't realize. Well, I guess Hamtramck does have Polish ah, true. bridge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. And also on a uh, Halloween this year, uh, uh-huh. Halloween October thirty first, my improv troupe, the Travel Band, will be performing at the Grand Rapids Improv Festival. So head out there. That's on the main stage. Oh, I will get a mask and come. <laughs> yeah, because you can't just oh, go. Be the best night of your life. That is why I love Halloween. Halloween must be your favorite. It yeah. is. It is. No one knows it's you. Yes, yes, it is. I will be there. Why don't you just wear a mask all the time? She should. You could dress up like the character No Face from the Hayao Miyazaki movie. Yeah. He yeah. has like the like one mask and then he wears like a black. He's basically like a black shadow, so there's nothing. You wear like a yeah. black cloak. I, I tried to do that. No, it didn't work. No, I got, recognize you. Well, I, I, wore, uh, I tried wearing ski mask uh, wherever I went. And then one time there was incident when I went into the bank uh, with my ski mask. And after that, it was no more ski mask. No oh, ski oh mask. No, no. That's troublesome. Yeah. I knew you were troublesome when you walked in. <laughs> so, all right thank you guys so much for listening next week we will have trick daisy on the show so make sure you come back uh so here is one too many by carmel liberty see you next week Don't be saying yeah. bye okay. feature there's a trumpet intro trumpet. yes okay. <laughs>
A woman told me once that she would like to kiss my lips after she had had one too many drinks. A fellow told me once he could manipulate my thoughts after he saw one too many shrinks. But much to their surprise, I did not oblige. People are sneaky with their eyes. Shifting from left to right, the seat ain't so comfy once you sat in it too long. And the words ain't so catchy when you're the one who writes the songs. Ain't scared of no barking dog, ain't scared of no broken heart, ain't scared of nobody, no thing. No, I ain't gonna run. Ain't scared of no barking dog, ain't scared of no broken heart, ain't scared of no swinging fists. I promise this, so don't tell me how I live. A parasite once told me while I was sipping on my blood that it needed to rest for a while. Although I found it strange, I let it scamp into my brain where it slept upon the currents of my thoughts. A man was thin and drawn, he told me he once knew a song that made him think of me. But when I asked him what it was, he told me he could not recall the melody. Scared of no barking dog, ain't scared of no broken heart, ain't scared of nobody, no thing. No, I ain't gonna run. Ain't scared of no barking dog, ain't scared of no broken heart, ain't scared of no swinging fists. I promise this, so don't tell me how I live now. Oh, everybody thinks they know you, but they don't. That doesn't mean that they haven't tried, and it doesn't mean that they won't. How close to your heart can you let one person move? How far past the boundary can one person carry you? Ain't scared of no barking dog, ain't scared of no broken heart, ain't scared of no Baba Dewey ain't scared of no swinging fist. I promise this, so don't tell me how I live. Don't tell me how I live. The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.